And here we go. Here we go. On this Monday evening, it is the seventh day of November 2022. Six o'clock straight up, which means, yes, you are in the midst of Real Talk Memphis. Good evening, Memphis and surrounding areas. Chip Washington here, your humble host. Very happy to have you with us. Uh, for the ride, for the next uh, 60 minutes, uh, we have a great show lined up for you. We have some good guests, and hopefully we'll have some good conversations. But the most important quantity is you. Glad that you're here with us. You know, there's lots of ways to catch this radio show. Right now, we are on live on 91.7 WYXR on the FM side. We are also live on the TuneIn app. You can catch us. And uh, we do this little thing called Facebook Live. I don't know if you can see us or not, but uh, we're, we're on that tonight as well, live. Uh, when they post the show uh, a little bit later on or tomorrow, you can catch us on YouTube. And, of course, uh, as a podcast, you can always catch us uh, once the show is posted tomorrow afternoon, wherever it is you get your podcast. also forgot to mention that we are on the WYXR app as well so as someone used to say on radio in this town just tap that app and you should be able to catch our show there you go right there you go so uh it was a cloudy overcast dreary kind of you know little light rain day uh for the first half of it never saw sun at my uh, my house today i don't know about you uh but it was cloudy for most of the day tomorrow we will see plenty of sunshine for the next two three days uh temperatures are be warming close to 80 degrees. Uh, then the bottom drops out as we get into next weekend. Highs will be in the 40s on next Saturday, about 47 degrees. Overnight lows will be freezing or below. So we're about to get hit again with another. See, here we go with this. You know, you start you start at the beginning of the week. You know, you dress a little lighter than you would normally dress because the weather is warmer. And it will be the next couple of days. And then three days later, we'll all be dressed in layers and uh, putting on the jacket because highs will only be in the 40s. So we'll take what we can get, and we appreciate it nonetheless. Happy to have you guys along on, on this uh, Monday evening. Cell is back with us uh, this evening. He he came down with a, with a lot of folks catching the flu these days, but he looks good. He's feeling better, and he's uh, manning the controls this evening. Okay, so uh, in terms of our guest, uh, as I said, I think we have a pretty good lineup. Lynn Sittler, she is the... Memphis and Shelby County Film Commissioner. Now, you know, uh, we've had a lot of activity going on in our city here uh, recently. Uh, the NBC series The Rock, uh, Young Rock, rather, is what it's called, uh, is filming here. Uh, the entire season is filming here. They're all over Memphis uh, and Shelby County. I mean, maybe many of you have seen them out and about. Uh, so Lynn's going to talk to us a little bit about that. And uh, some of the other activity and projects that, uh, you know, we may be seeing in our fair city. Uh, also, uh, Dr. Emmett Passad is uh, going to be with us. Who is he? He's the medical director of Methodist Healthcare North. And uh, in case you weren't aware, uh, November is Diabetes Awareness Month. And diabetes is a very big problem, uh, especially for uh, uh, many of our folks uh, of color, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about uh, diabetes, uh, its effects, and uh, more importantly, what we need to do to try to keep that under control if we can. And uh, a little bit later on, uh, when I have questions about anything going on in this city, uh, I know only one person that I could go to to get an absolute, straight, and honest answer. Mr. Otis Sanford, the Otis Sanford, as I like to refer to him, columnist, political commentator, and author. 
Now, that noise you hear, uh, they told me earlier that once again, it's the fire alarm uh, in this building. Uh, there is no emergency. There is no fire. Uh, but the fire alarm. And why they pick between 6 and 6.30 to do this on Monday of all days. Uh, but in any event, it's annoying as all get out. But we're going to try to move our way through all of that. But Otis uh, Sanford will be with us uh, a little bit later on in the broadcast to uh, give us his thoughts and opinions on various issues uh, concerning us, not only locally, but nationally as well. But this is the time of the program where we celebrate you. Uh, you made another trip around the sun. Uh, we're excited for you, uh, whether you had a birthday over the weekend, uh, today or this week. You know, we just like to celebrate you because nobody does it like Real Talk Memphis. But I can't do it until I say, hit it, Cell. And you know, uh, most of the time when I give these birthdays, I don't know the individuals uh, personally, but some of these folks I actually know. Happy birthday is going out to Andre T. Johnson. Michael and Easter Thomas, uh, she's also a city councilwoman in our city, celebrating her birthday today. Daryl Cobbins, uh, I really like Daryl. Uh, you know, he does a lot of development in this city, and uh, he's well-known and well-liked and well-respected. Daryl Cobbins celebrating your birthday today. Happy birthday, D. Shirley Towns is celebrating today, as is Gloria Collins, Sherry Logan, Tony Elliott, Jennifer Jones, happy birthday to you. Nathaniel Bell, it's your birthday today. D. Page, happy birthday. Paulette Reed Jones is celebrating today, as is Big Frank Gilbert. He's celebrating today as well. Sheila Bell and gospel musician Kevin Davidson, all celebrating birthdays on this day. So, each and every one of us here at Real Talk Memphis, we wish you a very happy birthday. Congratulations on another trip around the sun. And who knows? Hopefully we'll be back here next week to do it all over again. Thank you, Sal. So, last week, uh, the day after we left here, probably just a, you know several hours after, uh, we learned of the tragic shooting death of a member of the very popular rap group Migos. Uh, his name was uh, Offset, I believe that's, that's who it was. Who, I'm sorry, it was Takeoff. Uh, thanks, Sal. Uh, it was Takeoff who uh, died. Uh, he was in Houston. Uh, apparently, there was a private uh, party and event at a at a bowling alley there. He was playing craps or dice, uh, and I don't know, some sort of a disagreement broke out. Uh, weapons were drawn. He was shot twice and killed. You know, on the scene, 28 years old, and again, uh, a member of the very popular rap group Migos. These guys are worldwide, big time. You know, and so it it stunned. Uh, once again, it stunned the music world. Another death associated uh, with, uh, with, with guns. Uh, so uh, lots of tributes uh, uh, being paid uh, to him. Uh, God rest his soul. Uh, in other news and notes, of course, uh, we ended the week on Friday with another local tragedy. A mother uh, and her 18-month-old daughter were shot at an apartment complex in North Memphis. The 18-month-old baby who was in the vehicle with her mother was shot and killed. Uh, the mother was wounded in the leg. Uh, the suspect is 19 years old. Her name is Juanita Bruce. She was arrested and charged with first-degree murder and four counts of attempted first-degree murder. Another life ends before it, it really has a chance to begin. And 
It's just another example of what we see, unfortunately, is becoming a very regular occurrence here in Memphis and Shelby County. Memphis and Shelby County Schools has announced a timeline for selecting a new superintendent. They are looking to complete their national search by the end of this school year, meaning uh, sometime by the end of May of 2023, they hope to have a selected a candidate uh, to helm the uh, Memphis and Shelby County Schools. So we will see what happens with that. And welcome back, Kojic. Saints from all over the country have descended upon Memphis, Tennessee uh, for the 114th edition of the Holy Convocation. Now, it starts tomorrow, and it goes through the 15th, but uh, many of them are here in town. So I tell you what, let's show them the hospitality that we, we're known for here in the city and uh, be on our best behavior so they will continue to come back here, uh, which is the originally their home, year after year after year. What do you say, right? You guys, you saints, you come into town, you guys act, 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 act accordingly as well. Treat our folks locally here right to the restaurants. And if you're a patron of any of these stores or restaurants, you know, take care of our folks because I promise you, we will take care of you. So Election Day is tomorrow. I've been talking about this for a while now. And uh, it's a very big election uh, from the national perspective because it could mark uh, the balance of power in this country. And uh, if the Republicans happen to have a banner day, we could actually see, because it's been teased here recently, the return of a former president, the one that preceded the current president, uh, may think about running in 2024. He's been making announcements all over the country talking about that or teasing it. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Tomorrow could be a very critical day. Uh, if you have some issues on your ballot, like mayoral candidates and uh, some of the constitutional issues, like uh, uh, the one that would remove any reference from indentured servitude or slavery from the state constitution, uh, you know, that's on the ballot as well as three other constitutional amendments tomorrow as well. And uh, flu shots are available. As a matter of fact, on Wednesday from 10 to 2, uh, the Shelby County Health Department is offering free flu shots to anybody who wants one. You don't have to make an appointment. Walk-ins are accepted, and they are free for that four-hour period at any one of the uh, health department locations in and around the city or the county. So I would strongly advise you to get a, uh, a uh, flu shot. Uh, National News has said that uh, we've seen uh, the beginning of this flu season that has been as bad as it has been uh, in about 10 years. So no joke, no joke, okay? Uh, Omicron uh, boosters, COVID boosters are also available. In sports, the Memphis Tigers football team lost its fourth game in a row. Uh, the Memphis men's basketball team starts action tonight in Nashville playing Vanderbilt. So uh, it's their first game of the year. So go Tigers go. That wraps up the news and notes for this particular Monday. When we come back, uh, what do you say we get things started? We're going to talk a little bit. Speaking of health, we're going to talk to uh, someone who is going to talk to us about diabetes and what you can do, hopefully, uh, not to be able to pick up on that. All right. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. Good to see you. You know who you are. We'll take a break. We'll be right back.
If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Authors Bob Beatty and Timothy Hoover will be at the Memphis Listening Lab on Thursday, November 10th for a listening event and discussion on Dwayne Allman, King Curtis, and the soul of Southern music. The event starts at 6.30 and is open to the public. Brought to you by the Stax Museum of American Soul Music and Memphis Record Pressing. WYXR is supported by Minglewood Hall, presenting Big Head Todd and the Monsters. Spanning three and a half decades of touring and recording, Big Head Todd and the Monsters is a blues-inspired rock band and has earned endorsements from Robert Plant to the Denver Broncos. More information at MinglewoodHallMemphis.com. WYXR is supported by Graceland Live, presenting Manchester Orchestra on Friday, November 11th. Centered on the deeply personal, often biographical songs of singer-guitarist Andy Hole, Georgia's Manchester Orchestra are known for the emotive, textured blend of post-hardcore rock. More information at GracelandLive.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And, and welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Chip here with you. Uh, very uh, happy to have you uh, with us on this evening. And as I said at the uh, outset of the of the program, this is Diabetes Awareness Month, and uh, diabetes is a is a major health issue, and uh, it, it's a big issue here in Memphis and Shelby County, uh, which uh, affects uh, a lot of uh, people of color in an adverse way. So I wanted to have an expert to come on the show and talk a little bit about all this tonight. Uh, Please uh, welcome. I'm pleased to welcome to the show Dr. Amit Pasad. Uh, he is the medical director of Methodist Healthcare North. And Dr. Pasad, thank you for coming on Real Talk. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Quick correction: I'm the chief medical officer at Methodist South. Okay, at Methodist. Boy, I got that all mixed up. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, he's the chief medical uh, officer at Methodist South. Uh, for, forgive me. That's 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 my bad, not yours. I I, I, I apologize for that. Uh, all right. But none, uh, nonetheless, very happy to have you on the show, Doctor Prasad. And uh, as I stated, this is uh, Diabetes Awareness Month. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, we have to pay very close attention to it. Uh, it is uh, pretty common uh, in, a, in a lot of folks, especially people of color. And uh, you know, I, I know that the, this is something that, that you deal with on a regular basis. But in terms of numbers, just how bad is it, not only locally, but across the, across the country? Yes, I think you're exactly right. And good evening to, your, uh, to the audience here. It's great to be with you folks talking about a very important as you rightly said, a very important health condition. 
So diabetes really impacts a lot of people. We count at least 37 to 40 million people with this condition in this in this country alone. Oh, wow. Yeah. And unfortunately, unfortunately, about 20 percent people may not even know that they have diabetes. So it's very important to not only know that you have this condition, but to be tested for it in case you're at high risk for this condition. Uh, in, term, in terms of that, uh, and, you, and you gave a, a percentage there, about 20% uh, may not even know they have it. It sounds like uh, diabetes is another one of those uh, uh, situations or diseases that really has no, uh, no symptoms, uh, you know, overt symptoms. Is, is that correct? Correct. So this is what I would say, you know, a couple, and not, another thing I want to make sure that uh, people understand, yes, 37 to 40 million people, one in five or 20% may not even know that they have diabetes. Also, this condition is increasing in prevalence. So it has really doubled in the past couple of, in the past 20 years or so, <clears throat> it is now twice the number of people affected by it. And it is also impacting younger and younger people. So people that we did not ordinarily think would develop diabetes, people in their teenage years, also are developing this condition. So an extremely important condition to be aware of. Oh my, absolutely that. And uh, you're giving us some pretty uh, startling statistics uh, from the perspective, and I had no idea of that. So uh, is the most form, uh, common form of diabetes, is, was it type two? That's correct. So there are really, there are several types of diabetes, but the three most important forms of diabetes is the type one diabetic, the type two, and the gestational diabetic. So really the most important prevalent condition is the type two diabetes condition, which, if, which affects 90% of the people that have diabetes and is manifested with high fasting and after meals sugars, sugar numbers. Now, we always hear about the sugar uh, component involved in this, which is probably the most serious uh, component. And, you know, in terms of that, uh, you know, I, I would imagine uh, for a lot of us, uh, you know, th that's a that's a big time lifestyle change. Uh, but is that one of the biggest things that maybe a person needs to cut back on is the sugar content or are there other things associated with that that would help as well? So diabetes presents as high sugars, but sugars is not the only issue with diabetes. Diabetes is a metabolic disease. So metabolism is how the body changes food into energy. Mm -hmm. And in conditions which have metabolic disorders, this is not done the way the normal body would process it. So what happens then is that the body does not process glucose properly, which leads to elevated glucose numbers in the bloodstream. And elevated glucose in the bloodstream is damaging. It can damage the blood vessels. So what happens then is that the blood vessels get damaged. So that can happen in the heart, can lead to a heart attack, can happen in the brain, can lead to strokes. It can impact your kidneys and cause kidney damage. It can also impact your nerves and cause neuropathy. So several manifestations from diabetes, which are a direct consequence of the high sugars, are really what cause the complications and the problems associated with diabetes. Now, sugar by itself is not the only thing that you should cut back on when you have diabetes. Mm -hmm. Really, when you have diabetes, like I said, it is manifested by high sugars, but your entire diet and lifestyle impact diabetes. So it is not just cutting back on sugars, it's really cutting back on a lot of range of 
of not so nutritious food items, looking at how much whole grain cereal you're consuming, how much uh, complex carbohydrates you're consuming, are you smoking, are you physically active, a lot of things go into managing this condition, not just cutting back on sugars. If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Dr. Amit Pasad from uh, Methodist Hospital Group, uh, and uh, we're talking about diabetes. Uh, which is a very big deal. And if you missed what he said earlier, 37 to 40 million people in this country uh, have some form of, of diabetes. And, 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 uh, and Dr. Prasad, you know, what you just said, I was paying really close attention to in terms of uh, what people, you know, consume and uh, really what people uh, need to do. Now, if you are, if you are uh, diagnosed uh, with diabetes, in reference to some of the changes, I think that uh, you think that people should, should make what are some of the other things that people can do to at least keep it uh, at a management level, or can you can you keep it at a management a manageable level? Absolutely. So if you have diabetes, you can absolutely control this condition. Let me step back for just a moment and just talk very briefly about who is at risk. So sure. you know if you are one of those people that are at risk. So mm -hmm. if you are overweight or obese, certainly. If you have a family history of diabetes. Yeah. If you have a sedentary lifestyle, if you do not move around or exercise on a regular basis, if you've had history of gestational diabetes, that also puts you at risk of type 2 diabetes later on in life. And then, as you, I think you mentioned early, earlier in this program, certain ethnic groups, African-American, Hispanics, American Indians, and Asian-Americans are all at higher risk of type 2 diabetes. So if you are belong, if you belong to one of these high risk groups, I think it's very important for you to be aware of the potential that you may have or may develop diabetes and to be tested. So like I said, I think earlier today, a lot of people may have diabetes up to 20% may not even know it because there are no, sometimes there are no typical symptoms. Some people will present with increased thirst, increased urination, maybe change in vision, but again, like I said, the most common symptom really is no symptom. So if you are keeping up with your regular checks, going to your primary care doctor, getting your blood tests done on a regular basis, this condition can be picked up even if you have no clear-cut symptoms of this condition. And it is going to be extremely important for you, if you have diabetes, that you be aware of this and make the changes you need to make right. to manage this condition. Yes, it can be managed. So, uh, you know, one of the things that you talked about, uh, if you have a history of diabetes in your family, in your family tree, that should almost raise your antenna uh, to what you were talking about, about really going and being uh, diligent in, in, in getting yourself checked out. Because uh, clearly, if you have a family history, uh, there's a pretty good shot that you that you could be uh, a diabetic as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you must get tested. Well, you know, I, 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 first of all, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show because the information that you, you've given us, uh, I think, is valuable uh, in, its, in its own way because of the fact that, you know, a lot of us uh, live a certain type of lifestyle. A lot of us are sedentary, not moving around, not doing some of the things we can do, particularly if we have it. It's not a death sentence, but you can, it is manageable based on a lot of the steps that you just uh, took. But more importantly, uh, I, I think that it pays for all of us uh, to, to, to keep a watch on ourselves, uh, you know, get checkups, you know, annual checkups and things like that, just to make sure uh, that we don't see situations. Uh, would you agree with that? 
Absolutely, exactly, absolutely. This is a condition which is manageable, controllable. You can live a healthy, active lifestyle with this condition and control it well. Dr. Amit Prasad, thank you so much for coming on the show uh, uh, and really making uh, us aware of what we need to know. Uh, you know, in, in the old saying is, if you know better, you do better. So thank you for coming on Real Talk. I really appreciate it. Thank you hey, so much. Thank you. My pleasure. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Have a great night. Thank you. So you heard uh, what uh, Dr. Prasad said. Uh, it's very clear that uh, diabetes is a big problem. Type 2 diabetes is a, is a pretty big problem. And 37 to 40 million people in this country uh, are diabetic uh, in some form or fashion. It's not a death sentence. If you take care of yourself and if you manage it properly, those are the keys to living a long uh, life, uh, according to him. Thank you so much for coming on the show. So we're going to take our next break. And when we come back, we're going to shift gears and we're going to talk a little local politics and maybe some national uh, news as well. We have the Otis Sanford going to be joining us after the break. This is Real Talk Memphis. I am Chip. You know who you are. We'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. A full day of free live music is on tap at WYXR's Raised by Soundfest, sponsored by Mempho Presents. Spend the day at Crosstown Concourse on Saturday, December 3rd to see performances by Mac Rowe, Welkstall, Lemons, Doll McCoy, EDX Tico, Knotts, and Aaron Ray. Two ticketed fundraising events wrap up the fest. Big Star's 50th anniversary of number one record at Crosstown Theater, and a DJ after party with Andrew Van Weingarten and Bodywork. Plus, Kevin Morby will kick things off on November 30th for the opening of This Is A Photograph exhibit. Go to RaisedBySoundFest.com for details and ticketing info. WYXR is supported by GPAC, presenting Charles Lloyd Trio on Friday, November 4th. NEA jazz master and native Memphian Charles Lloyd has a sound that reflects a lifetime of experience. The Memphis Music Hall of Fame inductee will be accompanied by Harish Raghavan and Anthony Wilson. More information at GPACweb.com. WYXR is supported by Graceland Live, presenting Big Bad Voodoo Daddy's Wild and Swingin' Holiday Party on December 10th. For 29 years, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy has created their own take on American swing and jazz music. Drawing on a catalog of holiday classics and Christmas originals, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy will bring its live holiday show to you. More information at GracelandLive.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington.
And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. And as I said before the break, you know, when I have questions about what's going on in our city, in our county, in our state, and even nationally, there's only one person that I go to because uh, no matter what I ask him, he will always tell the truth. Uh, it is my pleasure to welcome the Otis Sanford back to Real Talk Memphis. And Otis, it's good to see you, my friend. How you doing? I'm doing fine, Chip. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. So I, I, I know your time is precious this evening, so we're going we're gonna to motor through this thing. First of all, um, in terms of the national perspective, I mentioned at the top of the show that, uh, of course, there's a big election tomorrow nationwide right. uh, that could very easily uh, shift the balance of power in the Congress. Uh, from your perch, where do you see things uh, after tomorrow? Well, wow. I mean, it's, it's really difficult to tell right now. I mean, obviously, things go back and forth. Uh, and it seemed that uh, earlier in the summer, uh, Democrats had at least a, a, a real good chance of uh, keeping the Senate. Um, that started to change in late September and into October. And and the prevailing uh, wisdom was that Republicans were going to take over. And now there seems to be a slight shift back. So I, I have no idea. I do believe Republicans will take the House back. Uh, but I'm not so sure that they will get the Senate just because of the quality of candidates on the Republican side. Yeah, that has been the conversation. I think there are three states in particular, Pennsylvania. Uh, I know that uh, Georgia is one, and and I think uh, Nevada is one as well. They're, they're, they're keeping a very, the national pundits are keeping a very close eye on these races. And we may not know in a couple of those races uh, by the end of tomorrow because of uh, the, the way they vote in Georgia, you have to win by 50% plus one. Am I correct in that? That's, that's correct. And so it could very well be a runoff. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a very interesting day, uh, to say the least. Now, uh, here locally, not, not really a lot of action. Most of the municipals, several municipal pet municipalities are having elections for mayor. And there are four uh, constitutional amendments on the ballot. Uh, one which most of us have been talking about, which is uh, Amendment 3, to remove the language from uh, the Tennessee Constitution in reference to slavery. Now, I had folks on last week to talk a little bit about this because I'll be honest with you, I, my first question is, where did this come from? I mean, we hadn't, we hadn't had any references to slavery uh, for quite a long period of time. So uh, you, have any, you have any thoughts about that? Well, I mean, it's obviously it's just been one of those things that have been sitting in our Constitution for all these many years. Mm -hmm. um, and, and really, I've said this before, if you go back and look at the U.S. Constitution and read carefully the 13th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, it has pretty much the same language that says slavery, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for crime, yeah. uh, shall be allowed. Well, uh, that's the same language here in, in uh, Tennessee, and we just finally got around to taking it out. I just I, I, I just found it a little odd that, that it just came up. But I, I, from what I'm to understand, there are uh, several states around the country, I think about seven or five to seven or eight, uh, that have this same uh, provision in their constitution that's going to be on the ballot as well, correct? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think all of them will be um, struck down. I mean, will be removed. Uh, I mean, as, as divided as this country is, as much racism as this country still has, I, I don't think that there is any appetite to have the specific language about slavery 
anywhere in any state constitution. Well, I would agree with that. And uh, before I before I before I shift gears to uh, a little closer to home, uh, back to the national perspective. If the Republicans take the House, a certain former president is making a lot of noise about uh, perhaps reemerging as a possible 2024 uh, candidate uh, for president. Thoughts? Oh, I think he's probably going to reemerge no matter what happens tomorrow. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm, I think uh, and he's he's doing that for several different reasons. And I think the primary reason is um, he thinks that it'll stave off any criminal indictments against him. I don't think that uh, that's going to be the case, but I think that's what he thinks. And and he yeah, he loves sucking up all the oxygen and air in the room. <laughs> Absolutely. So so that's it's, it's, I think it's a veritable certainty. OK, so let me ask you this question uh, in reference to that, because my concern is uh, that if, if he does announce uh, that he's going to uh, reenter the presidential sweepstakes, uh, and he gets indicted in between the time he announces and 2024. What, based on even what you said, how will this country, a portion of this country, react to all of that? Particularly if he announces and then he's indicted behind that, because he can't he can't run if he's indicted. Correct? Well, I don't know if he can run if he's indicted. Uh, that's uh, that's that's a I'm not sure about that. Okay. Um, he probably can't run if he's convicted, but I'm right. not sure about that. Uh, I think either way, Chip, is going to be uh, a terrible time in this country. Um, there are obviously going to be a lot of Trump supporters who will rise up, and we could see some uh, violence in the streets. I hope we don't, but we could. Yeah, I, but, yeah. but that is not enough to say let's not uh, do what needs to be done because nobody Nobody is above the law. And we just cannot allow any person, no matter who they are and where they serve, to feel as if they're above the law. So if that if, if we if there's if the evidence is there and they refuse to do it because they're afraid of, of, of backlash, then we've got a bigger problem with our democracy. Amen to that. I, I, I can't say I disagree with anything you just said. If you're just joining us for speaking with, uh, I refer to him as the Otis Sanford, uh, <laughs> columnist, political commentator, and author. And now, uh, I want to shift gears uh, back back home here. Uh, just your perspective. I've been reading a lot of your editorials. I, I, I make it a general practice. And you don't hold back in terms of, you know, where we are, what's going on in terms of the of the crime, which is which is clearly out of control uh, and, yeah. and, 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 a, and a lot of other issues that are going on. First of all, uh, do you think that uh, the newly elected uh, juvenile court judge Tarek Sugarman and uh, the district attorney general Steve Mulroy uh, will make a difference in really trying to navigate these waters in terms of, uh, you know, what happens in particular to the juvenile uh, crime perspective and, uh, you know, these individuals that are committing crimes at 15, 16 years old. We had a shooting on Friday that killed an 18-month-old baby girl uh, by a 19-year-old female. What's your take on all this? Well, I mean, obviously, to to the very beginning of your question, I think that um, Judge Sugarman uh, and and Steve Moroy have the ability, I believe, to set a different tone. Now, whether that uh, leads to any substantive uh, improvements, uh, that remains to be seen. Uh-huh. Uh, but crime in this community, Chip, is an unbelievable problem. And it goes far beyond politics. 
uh, a lot of times it goes far beyond law enforcement. There is only so much the police, the police chief, the sheriff, the elected officials can do if two women uh, want to fight and they get together to fight, one of them bring children with them, Mm -hmm. and then the other one fires a gun into the car and kills a baby. That is just the most outrageous thing I've seen in a long time. There's nothing that we can do from a police or political perspective to stop that. Mm-hmm. That's a family dysfunction. That is uh, someone who obviously grew up uh, thinking that violence is the way to solve things. That has to be resolved at a different level than politics and the police department. Yeah, and and you know a, a lot of the we're playing the blame game, and and it's always like you know we have these press conferences after some high-profile incident happened, and we've had several of those, including what happened here a couple of days ago, and and people want to have press conferences to talk about the outrage and this and that. But, but I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you know, we're all looking for somebody to blame. All the churches haven't done enough. All the uh-huh. politicians uh-huh. haven't done enough. And, I mean, it really is outside of their purview. What goes on in your house uh, is, is your business, and how you handle what goes on in your house should also be your business. Uh, and at least that, that's, that's how I look at it. And we need, if we're going to blame somebody, you know, maybe we should look inward as to whether we're doing the job that we're supposed to be doing as, as parents and, and guardians. That's, that's my point exactly, Chip. Um, then I saw uh, an article this afternoon. Uh, the mother of the, the, the 19-year-old who was in court today, yes. uh, she was there, and uh, obviously she is sad about what happened. And, and, but, you know, some questions have to be asked here. How, how, did, how did you raise a child uh, to think that I can take a gun and just shoot into a car? I mean, where? That's a family issue there. That's not a police issue. Yeah, yeah. And 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 again, you know, when when we look at situations like that, everybody's trying to trying to find answers. I mean, sure, we're all outraged and we're very saddened by by situations like this. And 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 there's and and there's always enough blame, you know, to go around. But you're right. I mean, the politicians can't fix it. The law enforcement can't fix it. Uh, you know, but somebody has to take some accountability here. And exactly. uh, and I and I think that that, that really needs more of a laser focus uh, in reference to, to what you said, but I need to get just, I need to get some clarity from you on this because I sent you a text about it. We have a mayor's race next year uh, Mm -hmm. for Memphis. We've already got several candidates uh, in the race. And uh, you know, one of them is, has intent, but hasn't formally announced yet. Uh, Mm -hmm. There are two of them in particular, uh, Van Turner and Sheriff Floyd Bonner, who may be dealing with some residency issues in reference to a federal court um, uh, uh, situation? Explain that to me, because I'm, st- I'm I'm confused about that. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to try to explain this as quickly as I possibly can. Yes, sir. It'll make some sense here. Yes, sir. Um, originally, the city charter said you have to live in in the in Memphis for five years before you could run for me. Okay. Well, that was sort of overturned or sort of tacitly struck down uh, with a Supreme Court ruling uh, that said that, uh, no, you can't put that kind of a long range uh, punishment, I mean, long range uh, requirement on it. Mm -hmm. And then there's been a very recent uh, federal case out of Mason, Tennessee, where a person was trying to run and they said he hadn't lived there long enough and, and a federal judge 
uh, said something along the neighborhood of about six months. I think what has happened here now is that the city council attorney, Alan Wade, uh, who is well-respected and they rely on him to make a lot of decisions, uh, make a lot of opinions, Mm -hmm. he has concluded that the requirement of five years does, does not apply that really it, 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 it's almost down to like 30 days, really. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what he says. And so if somebody wants to challenge this in court, let them challenge it in court. But I don't think that there is going to be any problem from a legal standpoint with Floyd Bonner or Van Turner running. But the voters might think, well, I'm not sure I want to vote for you if you didn't think well enough to live inside the city before you wanted to run to leave the city. That's a, that's a voting issue more than it is a legal issue. Well, that's, that's that's very interesting, and I understood it, so you must have explained it properly because, you know, I don't consume a lot of information well. But <laughs> but but listen, man, I, I know I know you're running, and I, and I just really want to thank you for, for coming on tonight and, and, and sharing your viewpoint, which you know, uh, sincerely and humbly, I really appreciate uh, because uh, if, if we we need a lot more folks that will actually not be afraid to say what needs to be said and when it needs to be said. Uh, and, uh, you know, all we can do is continue to pray for our city and pray for each other. But my friend, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Uh, and uh, I look forward uh, to our next conversation whenever that may be. All right. Thank you, Chip. Good have to be with you again. Have a great night, my friend. Have a great night. All right. All right, so that was Otis Sanford, and uh, yeah, he, he talked about a lot of very interesting uh, subjects and topics there uh, that we will keep an eye on, and of course, as I have questions, if I have questions, I'll always know where to find him. We'll take our final break, and when we come back, we're going to Hollywood, or is Hollywood coming to Memphis, or however that works. We're going to talk a little film and a little television with the uh, commissioner of the Memphis and Shelby County Film uh, Commission. She is Lynn Sittler. I'm Chip Washington. We'll be right back. If you like real talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest? or have a guest idea. Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. WYXR is supported by GPAC, presenting Charles Lloyd Trio on Friday, November 4th. NEA Jazzmaster and native Memphian Charles Lloyd has a sound that reflects a lifetime of experience. The Memphis Music Hall of Fame inductee will be accompanied by Harish Braghavan and Anthony Wilson. More information at gpacweb.com. Support for WYXR comes from our partners at Spaces Group, a certified Miller Knoll dealer. Spaces Group is a commercial furniture dealership located in Memphis, Tennessee and Jackson, Mississippi, specializing in furniture for the corporate, healthcare, educational, and nonprofit markets. More information at spacesgrp.com or their Instagram at Spaces Memphis. This is Clark Ward Keyes, co-founder at Crosstown Brewing Company. We are proud to be WYXR's official beer sponsor for 2022. Memphis music deserves Memphis beer. Working with the WYXR team has been an awesome way to support local community radio and foster a deeper connection with music while doing it. Our Instagram and Facebook pages feature all the updates regarding CBC and WYXR's frequent collaborations. Enjoy following along. 
Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening, November 7th. And before I even get into this, I've been trying to get my next guest for about a month. She has been she has been traveling, going here and going there and everywhere. And, and I finally got a chance to get her sitting down uh, for a few minutes to have a chat with us. She is Lynn Sittler, the uh, commissioner of the Memphis and Chevy County uh, Film and Television Commission. And Lynn, it's good to see you again. Oh, Chip, it's so good to see you again, too. And I tell you what, I am am so excited about Young Rock. I can't stand it. And (laughs) I just I just I just saw um, Joe Birch's. I've been out of town. I just saw Joe Birch's um, interview with The Rock that aired last Thursday night. Yep. Oh, it's so incredible. It was so wonderful to hear. hear the rock say how much he loves the memphis well you know uh he clearly does and uh that show made a commitment uh, uh here to shoot for the entire uh, season and I, I mentioned at the top of the show that many of us have seen uh, the production crew you know you know all around the city you know in, in and around various venues this has got to be extremely exciting that that uh, another network program a hit network program i think it just made its third season debut friday night uh is actually shooting the entire season in our city and you got to be thrilled with it oh i am i really am and here i'm drinking my coffee tonight out of a mug and look what it says hard work pays off there you go there you go (laughs) it's coming here was the the result of efforts of the state to incentivize it the city county and edge richard ross who had the idea the rock who agreed with it i mean you know we are we are thrilled so um, there are, I mean, I know last time, I, it's been a minute since I've spoken with you, but but there's always, there are always things brewing and percolating uh, here in the city and county. Uh, are, are there other projects uh, that, that we can look forward to, uh, either on the television or film side of things, that will be here? Well, there is always projects that, that, um, that are coming in smaller projects mm-hmm. you know as far as as far as any big film or tv projects we are hoping for season four but we won't know it um they are you know hoping to have a season four and hoping to have it here uh it depends on a lot of factors the ratings the economics um they are going to put their things in storage here at the end of shooting and we'll see what happens yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine, as you say, a, a lot of people, you know, most of us have absolutely no idea what goes into negotiating uh, deals uh, for these these major uh, uh, projects. This is a major television project, millions of dollars uh, to the city, uh, you know, and an and economic boom. Because it's not only being, it's, it's film, but, you know, a lot of the crew, I, I believe I heard half the crew uh, is, is, is locally based. Uh, so there are some employment opportunities as well. So there really is a wide spectrum when you have a, a a show like this that is committed to our city uh, i mean there is a lot that goes into it isn't it and there's also a lot of benefit that comes out of it am i correct yes yes and i really you know need to nbc universal is very uh you know they play their cards close to their vest mm-hmm. and um 
but I do need to get a list of all the vendors that they've used. Like I was talking to the musician uh, Deb Sweeney the other night, and uh, she was saying that they've been using um, Ward Archer's studio for ADR, for audio replacement, where the stars are coming in and they are, um, uh, you know, some dialogue perhaps that was recorded on the set wasn't quite what they wanted, so they've been coming in and replacing it. Mm -hmm. And that's just one of many examples. They shot at the Peabody. They're staying all over town. They, they, you know, back in the day when location filming first started away from California, they called it the ripple effect. Mm -hmm. Why a city would want uh, a project in their in in their city to base there, and it's because you drop a uh, a movie or a TV project drops a, a penny, and it just it's just like a puddle. It affects everybody: the dry cleaners, the rental cars, the grocery stores, the bars, the <laughs> the the seamstresses, sure. the everybody. Sure. Yeah. So so how many? I mean. Uh, since uh, since a young rocket is is being filmed here, uh, are you getting inquiries? Uh, you know more inquiries because I would imagine when when folks on the outside, you know, and there are always new shows in development and new projects every day all across the country and all these film and television studios. Are you getting inquiries from people about uh, you know perhaps maybe that might be thinking about coming to Memphis or Shelby County and, 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 you know, and having those kind of conversations. Are you having those kind of conversations with folks? Yes. And, and it's changed though, since the nineties, back in the day before state incentives, we would get the first call. Then we would call the state film commission and say, these people are interested in coming. We want you to know, but now because the whole game is incentives, Lots of times the state gets the first call and everybody's looking to see if they can fit into this new tax credit uh, uh, scenario, which is the new incentive, which enabled Young Rock to come here where, you know, they can get up to 50 percent of the payroll back if oh. they hire a Shelby County. Oh, oh, wow. Well, that's- and for and 40 percent if it's not a Shelby County. So it really uh, boils down to, as you said, economics and 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 who can give us the best tax break is is, is that that's pretty much endemic no, all across the country. No, no, yeah, we give them the tax break. We give them we the, give tax, them the tax, tax break. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 it's it's uh it's it's a much better incentive than we had before, where we had to go to the state legislature and you know you know plead case by case, and then maybe by the time the bill was passed come March, April, May, when the session ended, it had already gone someplace else. So this this way, if a company qualifies, then it's a much steadier flow of incentives. And for instance, with, with NBC, Comcast is the parent company. Okay. So this 50, this 50% refund on the payroll is 40 to 50 percent it's in the form of a tax credit and it goes to the parent company comcast that owns nbc Mm -hmm. that has quite a tax liability in the state and the same for the local incentive the tax um uh it's not a rebate it's a deferral i think but anyway it, it forgives the tax for the first year uh on property of Comcast in Memphis and Shelby County. It's, it's uh, you know, these great economic minds locally and, and uh, in the state 
have developed this formula. And I understand it's all based on something that Reed Dulberger years ago developed in New York. Well, I, I got to tell you, uh, you know, whatever, whatever we're doing uh, in terms of the incentives, you know, clearly is working. This is a, a big spotlight on our, on our city. It, this, is a, this is a big, big deal. It really is. And congratulations to you and all of those edge and all of those folks who are working, uh, you know, tirelessly to continually uh, keep Memphis in, in, in the Hollywood spotlight, so to speak. Uh, and I'm sure that uh, there'll be other projects coming down the road. I know you. You like to keep stuff pretty close to your chest, too. You don't you don't share everything at your own time, you know, so. Uh, well, it's not it's not my choice. I'd be here talking about it all the time, except I get in trouble with the clients. But I have to say that we have a wonderful crew base wonderful crew base and a lot of younger up and coming that are getting their first opportunities on the bluff city laws and the and the um uh young rocks and i went to a little event that they had saturday afternoon kind of to celebrate the premiere and and you know so many new younger faces and they're all coming up and and then, and so much excitement, and yeah. the and the older, more experienced ones are excited about showing them the ropes. It's a good karma, good karma. Absolutely, that I'm all for good karma. Listen, Lynn Sittler, thank you, <laughs> thank you for coming on the show. I've I've really been anxious to talk to you about it, and congratulations uh, to all involved uh, with Young Rock, and and we just hope it just gets better and better from here. And uh, congratulations, and 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 thank you so much for for taking some time this evening. Appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me and for pursuing it because I have been in and out a lot, but I'm always happy to come on your show, Chip. Thank you so much, Lynn. I appreciate you. You have a great evening, okay? Take care. You, you too. All right, bye now. Well, that wraps up a, a good edition of uh, Real Talk Memphis for this Monday. Lynn Sittler talking to us about Young Rock. And, uh, yeah, man, it, it, it's, it's, it's always exciting. It adds another element, another layer of excitement uh, when you see these film crews around the city, you know, doing their thing because it means that, you know, uh, Memphis is being showcased and there's nothing wrong with that. So, listen, uh, thank you all for um, – Checking in tonight, you know how much I very much appreciate it. And uh, you know, over the weekend, uh, uh, you know, I, I said last week that both uh, both my producers, uh, Nicole and Lola, have their own radio projects uh, going right now. Uh, Lola's got three, I think, shows on uh, satellite networks around this country, and and uh, Nicole had her debut show uh, over the weekend on Saturday evenings, uh, uh, Saturday night at uh, seven p.m. from seven to eight on. Is it was it bumping ninety six point three? I got it right. It's bumping ninety six point three, ladies and gentlemen, on your FM dial. Anyway, uh, she'll be back <laughs> on on Saturday night from seven o'clock to eight o'clock. Check her out. Check them both out. As a matter of fact, so as Cell uh, plays us out, uh, very happy and once again uh, and thankful for all my guests. Play us out, Cell. There you go. <laughs> We'd like to welcome him back. As I said, he was coming from the flu, and he's back and looking good. And, and, uh, good show tonight, Cell. You didn't, you didn't forget too much. I ain't seen you in a couple weeks, but you didn't forget too much. Nice job, man. So listen, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for supporting us uh, and, and, and being there. And listen, like I always tell you, continue to tell folks about what we do on this uh, fine radio station. Tell them about Real Talk Memphis. So they should check us out, because it's a pretty good show. Uh, so uh, for... Lola, for Nicole, for Sal, and for your humble host, me. Uh, Thank you once again. 
I humbly appreciate you as always. And Lord says that we'll be back here next week, same time, same radio station, same seat. So we try to do it just a little bit better. So in the meantime and between time, I'm Chip, and I'm out.